Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, we're going to talk about the mindset and action connection. One of the things that has really become very clear to me since I left corporate is that our ability to take in data is is incredible. The minds are incredible and we only use such a small percentage of it. But what has also become really clear is that while there's a lot of information, many times we have to be in the right space, in the right mindset, in order to hear the message that we're really supposed to hear, the one that's really going to resonate with us. And that's what happened to me over this Memorial Day weekend. And I don't know why this particular book was the one that I listened to, um, but the same thing happened this time as happened to me when I was making the decision to leave corporate back in December of 2016. I happened to be driving home, which is about a 550 mile drive for me, uh, to see my mom and to spend time with my family. And I started listening to a podcast. And at this point, I wasn't really listening to podcasts a lot, but I started listening to podcasts and someone had told me about this woman named Lisa Nichols. And I happened to listen to this podcast on my way home, on my drive home. And it was the first time I heard your conviction and your convenience do not live on the same block. And there was something in the messaging from Lisa that just one, just gave me peace, did give me conviction, but also said, what am I doing? And I do have a choice. And subsequently I made the decision I left and blah, blah, blah. Well, what happened this time is again, this is a book. I'd I'd seen this person on the Today Show years ago. And then the book had come up at that time. And then I saw a couple of people post about this person in the last couple of weeks. And so when I was going into my library to decide what to read, I saw this book and I thought, I think I have that book. And I decided to read it. And it's the book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And again, the whole idea that the messages that we hear are there for us when we're ready to receive them. This book is phenomenal. Now, if you are offended by rough language, then this is probably not the book for you because you're going to lose the message in your being just taken aback by the language. Um, But the language is true. And what's interesting about this entire book is it is hardcore. It is in your face. It is accountability on steroids. But what makes it different is that it's accountability on steroids from a personal perspective. It is completely non-judgmental. And David Goggins goes into very pointed action to say, I am not judging anybody. I'm telling you what worked for me and you got to find what works for you. And one of those pieces that this whole book is centered around is mindset. He calls it callousing your mind and getting ready and preparing and all of these kind of things. Now he is an incredible human being. He was an ultra runner. He was a Navy SEAL. Um, I just on and on and on and on and on. And, and one of the, as they say, hardest alpha males that you've ever met with a very, very hard story, a very 
difficult story. And he got to this place where he is now, not by earning a PhD in behavioral psychology or all of these kind of things, but by truly studying and learning and paying attention to what he was feeling and how he was feeling it. And he didn't know what to do with that very early on. So he didn't come out of the gate being very self-aware. And arguably, there's still some trauma that he could probably spend some time working through if he chose to do that. But he's done a great job of doing so on his own without a lot of, of extra help, so to speak. And that's not to say that seeking help is not important because seeking help is critically important. You guys who are following me understand how I feel about therapy and the importance of seeking help when you need it. But what was critical about this book and this conversation at this time is this whole idea of finding the thing that speaks to you and how mindset is such a key component of action. And, and he even says at one point, you do have whatever you believe in. And he, he is a believer in God and I believe in God. I'm a woman of faith. And he said, and you should pray about things, but you don't sit in a room and just pray and hope it happens. You pray about it and then you move into action. And as he talked about these things, there were a few things that came up to me. Again, those messages, those words that really resonate for you. He talked about this one point saying, our minds have governors on them. Now, I'm a car person. I love cars. Um, I'm by no means a connoisseur. I'm no means an expert. I'm not, you know, necessarily a gearhead, but I love cars. And those big throaty muscle car engines, I love it. My ideal car is a 68 Mustang Shelby convertible, right? Um, my dad had one with the, the rag top and the roll bar and I'm trying to find that car. And with a big 350 put in, I mean, it was just, it was just an awesome vehicle. And I love the sound of a big Harley and, and the BMW motors when they start up just a really, really hard sound. Not these little cars that people have taken the mufflers off and they just are irritating. That's irritating. I'm talking about real uh, science and technology around the mechanism of a big motor. And he talked about these governors that if you think about a governor on a car, that our minds have governors in them. And that resonated for me because in my very first role in HR, I was actually the HR person representing our logistics organization. And in the logistics organization, we had over the road truck drivers, had warehouse workers as well, but over the road truck drivers. And one of the things you hear about if you've ever worked with people who drive big rigs is the governor. And that is the thing that regulates the speed on the vehicle. And so many governors for commercial trucks are set. So for example, if the speed limit is an 80 mile an hour speed limit, the governor for the truck may be set at 70 or 75, which means that truck is unable to go over that particular speed. There's a governor set on, on the engine of the vehicle. And there's the same concept that happens with our minds. And as he talks about this governor, the other things he talks about is, you know, um, pushing past that point of failure, right? Whenever you get really comfortable, you push past that point of failure. You do that thing that you really don't want to do. That find that one thing that you hate doing and start doing that every day, right? And really understanding how important it is to think through those pieces that are really keeping you from being and doing the things you really want to do. You know, it's not, he says, 
you really want to do your best work when you feel the least like doing your best work. That's that governor thing. When we run up against something that's hard or we run up against something that's past our limit of pain, that governor kicks in, that mindset that says, okay, that's enough. That's really hard. The pain hurts. That's enough. Now, I'm never going to be an ultra runner ever, ever, never, ever. I have no aspirations to be that. I don't have any aspirations to be a CrossFit, you know, champion. I do have aspirations to be in the best health I can be and to be efficient and effective and productive. And I haven't found that 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 place yet. I know I'm not there yet. And I ask you to to think about, are you there yet? And if you're not, what is it that's holding you back? And this morning, even as I got ready to record this podcast, we're talking about this new hurricane season that's coming for the United States and how it's going to be another really busy season with lots of name storms. And for those of us in Texas, that just wreaks havoc on our psyche again, right? We had a, we had Harvey, we've had a number of really bad storms, but we, then we had Harvey and then we had additional flooding. And then we had the freeze this past year with that just took a lot of people out. And we've had some additional flooding after that. We've already had a name storm. And now they're talking about another hurricane season. And we've had such a rainy May here in Southeast Texas. It's just been a little bit insane. And if you let all of that stuff kind of sit in your mind, you get in that analysis paralysis. There's so much going on. What do I tackle first? So many things coming at me. Where do I go first? And part of this conversation that he was having as he as he read this book or his, his, his um, writing partner read this book is getting really clear, taking that one thing. You know, we've, we've gotten masterful at multitasking and most of us multitask, especially women. Most of us multitask a lot. And what he talks about is actually stopping the multitasking and getting really clear on the one thing and blocking your time and doing all of these things that we know to do when we hear. But what was powerful for me and hopefully will be powerful for you as I read this book and I highly, highly recommend this book is we do have those governors. We have those things that stop us from going the next mile, that stop us from taking the next rep, that stop us from doing the next step on that path of saying, of getting to that thing we say we want to achieve. There's something that stops us sometimes. Sometimes it's fear, sometimes it's fatigue or pain or whatever it is. And no matter what you're trying to achieve, that achievement is always in the pain of pushing through, right? We, we, that resistance, he calls it friction, but that resistance, when you're working out, you build muscle by breaking it down, right? That extra rep, that moving to fatigue, or at least getting to the point where you, you can't do one more lift, right? That breaking down of the muscle helps to build it back up even stronger. It's the same when we practice things over and over again. When you keep reading, when you keep training your mind, not necessarily callousing your mind, as he says, but when you get strong and you get strength, I heard someone else say, you know, people pay for mastery. When you learn those things you need to learn, when you become a master of your trade, when you get experience and that experience through scars and through, through pain and through failure, that's when you begin to build your expertise and you begin to build those muscles to move farther, to do better, to do more the next time. Because that experience has built a foundation for you upon which you can grow and upon which you can step into the next thing. And whether you're building a career or you're leading a team, that experience becomes that thing that you get to be an even better leader. You get to step into that career that really makes your soul sing. 
But in order to do that, you have to one, recognize that you're going to have those limitations. Our minds limit us. And that in order for you to get where you want to be, you've got to master that. You've got to push through it. You know, mastering that mindset that says, oh, that's enough. That's pain. I'm not willing to take the pain. As Lisa Nichols says, your conviction and your convenience do not live on the same block. And many of us are not willing to get what we want to get because we're not willing to be inconvenienced. Because inconvenience can be painful. And we like easy. We like simple. We like instant gratification. And the more technology has come, we've talked about that a lot before. The more we've had technology, the more we've been able to just push a button and get the answer the more lazy we've gotten, that intellectual laziness. We're not as willing anymore to dig deep and find it. That's why I continue to wear my vote pen, right? We're not as willing to dig deep and understand what people are trying to do. It is just hard to be bombarded by all of this stuff, these 24-hour news cycles. We have access to more information now than we've ever had at our fingertips. But because we have access to it, we are also unwilling in many cases to dig deeper to see what information is really valid, what information is true, what information is accurate, what information do we really need and what is just ancillary? Because that takes work, that takes dedication, that takes time. In The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks talks a lot about time, you know, Einstein time and how we always talk about we don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. When the reality is, it's not that we don't have time, it's that we're making a choice in how to use our time. We would rather do A than B, or we're choosing to do C instead of X. And in that choice, we are taking something that's not renewable, Liv Thompson, time is not renewable, and we're making a choice in how to use it. That same message come through David Goggins' book. We're making a choice in how to use our time. He says, go and do a very detailed review of your day. He talks about doing after action reports. It's a military term. I call them postmortems, right? When something happens, go back and review it. What went well? What didn't go well? What can you learn from that? How can you do it different next time? When you go do a speech, when you go lead a team, when you do a project, what can you learn from that experience that can then inform the action you take the next time? But in order to do that, we've got to disconnect that governor, disconnect that thing that's telling us stop. It's painful. It's hard. It takes more time. I don't have enough time. And having that internal accountability. You know, we have accountability partners and we talk about how much words matter. And for me, that whole idea of accountability gets really close to judgment. That's my own head trash, right? That's all associated with other trauma. And so when you talk to me about accountability and accountability partners, it sits different with me. And so I have to be mindful of that. And he talks about how we can be our own accountability partners. And in fact, in that silence, you really can spend more time doing more action and taking greater ideas and stake and and taking a, a better look at what you've done and how it's happened and how it's moved and really understand it because there's no noise from somebody else's opinion and perspective. It's just you and your thoughts and you and your experience. And what did you learn from that? And can you take the time to sit in stillness and understand what that means? You know, everything in this book just really, really spoke to me because it's stuff that I've talked about a lot. He just was able to crystallize it so much better than I have been in the past into one solid story. 
that says we can control our words and actions. We can decide how we want to show up and when we want to show up and whether we want to show up. We can go hard. We can callous our minds. We can understand what go hard means. We can set goals. We can take failure as simply learning and not a complete destruction of everything we want and who we are, because that's what happens in failure. We take failure on as a personal determination of who we are and what our capabilities are when failure, when put in the right perspective, is actually just learning. You step on that failure, you learn and you let it catapult you. And even in reading this book, it was also a testament to me, to myself, of how far I've come, of being able to hear those words about accountability and going hard and driving and being deep and and taking people's souls and all these kinds of things. And initially hearing that and thinking, oh man, well, I can't do that. And I just, you know, my nervous system ramping up, fear, fight or flight, you know, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to work. That's just judgment. And being able to put it all in context to say, nope, this is not judgment. This is this person's story. What can I take from this story that's valuable for me so that I can use it as learning to catapult me to where I want to be? How can I take the failures that I've seen in the past And because I've had them, small ones and big ones, personal ones and public ones. And how can you take those failures and use that as your foundation to move you to the next level? How can we take those blistered up palms and blistered up feet and and broken backs and strained muscles and headaches and heartaches and move into that thing that really is where we're supposed to be, that purpose for what we are put on this life to do, how we can impact others, how we can serve others, how we can leave this earth better for our having been here. To me, one of the saddest things is to have someone be here and then they leave and no one remember, no one know that they were here. No one have had an impact or been impacted by that person's mere presence and existence. And each of us has an ability to impact someone else, to make an impact on this world, to make an impact on this earth, to make an impact on one person. We don't have to be Mahatma Gandhi. We don't have to be Oprah. We don't have to be David Goggins. How can we just be the person we were intended to be by fixing that governor, not letting that thing stop us when it gets hard? Stop us when it looks like the hurdle is too big, when the mountain is too steep but also recognizing that we have to take the information that works for us and use it to our advantage. How can we go back and examine the illness that we're having, the pain that we're feeling, find something different that fixes that and move forward. And he even talks about that at the end, this really mysterious illness and what he did to overcome that. That was something he learned years and years before, but just blew off. Sometimes we're not ready for the message that we need to hear. And it may come back years later and we're like, oh, why didn't I pay attention earlier? Why didn't I know? I wish I had known that before. You know, you see all those memes that say, what would you tell your 18 year old self? You know, what would you tell yourself years ago? What if you knew then what you know now? Well, here's the reality. We can't know then what we know now because we haven't experienced yet what we've experienced now. And yeah, that'd be really cool to be able to go back and say, don't worry, you got this, no problem. You're going to feel this pain, but it's going to be great learning. That'd be awesome. 
but that's not life. Life is about experiencing the thing so we can hopefully learn from the thing and do something different next time and grow and develop and serve others through our stories and through our pain. So hopefully they don't experience our same failures that our experience help molds theirs helps to mold theirs so that their experience is different, may not be less painful, but at least the pain will be different. And maybe the growth will be exponential because we've taken the time to do that after action report, that postmortem. We've taken the time to be still. We've given ourselves some grace. Yes, we've held ourselves accountable. And yes, we've been really honest with when we fail and why we failed and what our contribution was to that. We own our own stuff. And we give ourselves the ability to learn from that. Because there is power in that learning. There is beauty in that grace of stillness, of forgiveness. And that strength in owning who you are and where you are and what you want and what you are willing to do to get there. I woke up this morning and said, hey, here's what we're going to do. I've made a plan. I'm going to start getting up at 4 a.m. and I'm going to make some things happen after reading this book. I woke up at 2 a.m. and I was up for hours. When I finally fell back asleep and the alarm went off at 4, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I didn't. I didn't get up until a couple hours later, which was not what I wanted to do. And I could have just beat myself up and said, here we go again. First day, you're trying to do something different and you didn't make it. And I felt some of that. I felt some of that deep. And then I paused and I said, Laurel, that's that governor. That's that failure factor. That's that old head trash, those old tapes playing. Here's what's true. The pain is real. The disappointment is real. But the story's not true. The story that I'm a failure and I just can't do it and there's no way I'm going to be able to be accountable and I'm not going to be able to get some stuff done. That story's not true. The truth is, there was something that woke me up. I have an issue with sleeping, staying asleep. So in order for me to attack the things I want to attack and to show up the way I want to show up and to block time and do some things that feel really weird to me again, I've got to solve the root cause. And the root cause is sleeping. What is your root cause? What is the thing that you are trying to do? What is that purpose you are trying to fulfill? What are the things you are willing to do to make that happen? And how can you turn off that governor or at least reset the bar for the governor so it's not turning off at 55 miles an hour? Maybe it's giving you at least until 60, 62. So you've got that extra five to seven miles per hour to go. That extra little bit of energy, that extra little bit of time. How can you turn off the thing that's stopping you so that you can take the next step? Because forward is forward. You don't have to be an ultra marathoner tomorrow. And in fact, it is not possible to be. And part of his stories are saying, you know, sometimes you really need to remind yourself you need to prep. Because just, just because you're a master, you know, power lifter doesn't mean you're going to be a master marathoner. Those are many, many different sets of muscles, different mindsets, different training. If what you're trying to do uses different muscles, what are you doing to find those muscles and work those muscles so that you can do that thing you're trying to do next? How do you keep your mind sharp? How do you add back into your day those things that propel you forward, that keep you learning and growing? It's a journey. It's a journey for all of us. All of us. I'm on this journey with you. And I will be up at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning making some things happen because tomorrow's another day. 
And that's the Rutledge perspective for this week. I highly recommend you go getting this book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It is it is absolutely incredible. And it's a great, it's just a great story around resilience. It's a great story around healing trauma. It's a great story around how you just keep pushing forward. And it may be years until you realize what the real deal is, but it's forward is forward. And as long as you're moving forward, you will figure out what that real deal is and being able to acknowledge it and understand it and then use it to your advantage is the end goal. Thank you for tuning in once again to The Rutledge Perspective. I appreciate that you've made the choice to spend this time with me and I look forward to your comments and your feedback and I hope to see you and hear from you and catch you on the next episode. Take care. Have a great week. You have been listening to The Rutledge Perspective podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutler's Perspective podcast, please pass it along.